They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room or you're hypersensitive to touch then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock bitches stimming together we're weirds of a feather weirds of a It's us! We're back! We're back! Coming to you from the future! Except if you're listening to this on Thursday, technically we're in the past! Even scarier! Your past! Past and future all at once! Okay. I think that's enough. It's it's just, we're not ghosts. Take a deep breath. Um, Hello, I'm Kristen. Hello, I am Grace. And we're Weirds of a Feather, adding an intro to episode two which was recorded a couple weeks ago because, one, we wanted to thank our listeners. Now that episode one has been officially released to the public. Woo! Go us. Big accomplishment and big in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Two, we wanted to address some questions and comments we've been getting from people, which we love. And three, we completely forgot to do an intro, and uh, that's just not good uh, kosher podcasting. So yeah, it's like yeah. we totally forgot that we intros existed. existed. And we were just like important. dove headfirst into little accomplishments, and uh, probably should have like started off the episode a little bit. Yeah, and also yeah. it's like we always just want to get right into the fun things because they're fun. But we do want to do a little bit of ADHD learning on this journey, yeah. especially because we get a lot of questions. And so it's better to just kind of address it here. So it's everyone... time to get serious. So for starters, we want to thank everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. We've, we've gotten a good response, some good downloads for our first episode. We've gotten a lot of texts and calls from friends. DMs. Yep. Yep. And we've gotten some reviews. One random person who we don't know and have never met before gave us a review on Apple Podcasts that says, all I've heard so far is the trailer, best minute of my life. So thank First you. First of all, I think that person's probably going through a lot if that's the best moment of their life. But I appreciate it. That means a lot to us. Yes. So thank you, JB Kenworthy, whoever you are, random person <laughs> we don't know. Maybe like a Jonathan Barrington Kenworthy is probably Ooh, my guess. You know what? I think you're onto something. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan Barrington. <laughs> the third. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a third. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole line of Jonathan Barrington's Keniston worthies. <laughs> you got it. So, yeah, keep those reviews and ratings coming. They really do help out the pod, and we really appreciate it. It's been really fun to hear from all the people that relate to us and who are curious to learn more about ADHD. We do want to say a bit more on the differences between ADHD and the neurotypical traits. We appreciate neurotypicals listening and enjoying our podcast, but we want to make sure that we aren't causing people to over-identify as ADHD just because you relate to us. Plenty of neurotypicals enjoy our personalities, uh, usually in small doses uh, or in fun settings. But if we have to get ready for an event, we have to work together in a long-term group project, that charm can wear off real quickly. And then you can see the differences in how we function and how that can be kind of detrimental. And they're not usually that psyched about it. Yeah, it's like if if people don't, most people don't have a good understanding of what ADHD is, they often have a very kind of stereotypical idea of what ADHD is. So it's almost like people have sympathy for what they can identify as ADHD characteristics, but then if we do something that they don't recognize as ADHD, it kind of becomes judgy and we're judged for things because they see that as something we could control, but And this isn't all the time. We're just kind of kind of going over things we have noticed 
a lot of. There are some ADHD characteristics that pretty much all humans have to an extent. Everyone has obviously been late before. Everyone has lost things. Everyone has trouble focusing on boring things. That makes sense. That's pretty much just the human experience. The main difference is the severity of these characteristics and how much they impact your mental well-being and ability to function. ADHD also needs to have impacted you across your lifespan. It's a neurodivergence, meaning a difference in brain structure and cognitive functioning. So while you may be more or less impacted by your ADHD at different stages of your life, depending on the environment and the demands placed upon you, it is a lifelong thing and you don't grow out of it or into it, just like you don't grow out of or into being left-handed. Right now, we are collectively going through a long-term global trauma. After almost two years of being in the pandemic, it's pretty expected that most people will be feeling a lot of brain fog, lack of motivation, depression, and anxiety. And while those are all very valid problems, make sure you aren't confusing this for ADHD because the treatment and the approach will be different for you. They can look similar in the short term, especially right now, because let's be honest, this current societal structure isn't working for most humans, and we are not meant to be living this way. What? Yeah, turns oh out gosh. we didn't evolve so we could sit in an office under fluorescent lights. Oh, nine to five. Goodness. Yeah. So if this has only become a problem for you recently and you're kind of relating to some of the stuff we are talking about with disorganization, difficulty focusing, but it's kind of only become a problem recently or in the last few years and you didn't have any of these struggles growing up, it's most likely the effects of late stage capitalism and a never ending pandemic making things difficult for you rather than a neurodivergence. It's usually always due to capitalism. Whenever yes. there's a problem in my life, I'm like, ah, oh, it's capitalism. Yeah, it's an easy answer Yeah, because it's kind of the root of a lot of our problems. Anyway. Also, there is no such thing as we are all a little bit ADHD. This phrase is ableist and invalidating. Please don't say it to anyone, but especially not to ADHDers, especially not when we are explaining why something is so difficult for us. We are not all a little bit ADHD. That's like saying we're all a little bit left-handed or we're all a little bit diabetic. No, you either are or you aren't. Maybe you can do some things left-handed or you are affected by sugar a little bit, but there's a very clear line between neurotypical brain and an ADHD brain. Most humans procrastinate on things they don't want to do. It makes sense because doing things sucks. Yeah. <laughs> hate doing things. But for ADHDers, this happens even when the consequences are dire and it's still not enough motivation to get us going or when we want to get the task done, but we can't seem to get our bodies to physically get up and initiate the task because we're low on dopamine. So it's almost like this feeling of being stuck in your body and your brain is screaming like, get up and do it, get up and do it. But you just, for some reason, can't get yourself to do it and then you hate yourself for it. That happens to me daily. Yes. It happens. I hate that. Yeah. It's turns like out the worst. Laziness isn't like you want to do the thing and you're trying to make yourself do the thing, but for some reason you can't. I think the most important distinction is that we procrastinate even the fun things and things that would bring us joy that we really want to do and we know we'll get enjoyment from, but we still procrastinate on it. That's like a big distinction between ADHD and neurotypicals. Procrastinating on boring paperwork or assigned reading makes total sense. It's boring. No one wants to do it. But procrastinating on an activity that brings you a lot of joy and that you want to sit down and do and keep trying to get yourself to do, but you just can't get yourself to do for some reason, that's not as logical. Or procrastinating bodily functions and physical needs. I will procrastinate peeing until it is an absolute emergency and I pretty much have to run to the bathroom, which makes I no sense. I do it constantly. also do that and then I get into trouble because because um, I go to the OR and then I have to do this long case and I'm like, oh no, I just got to wait it out and, and then I unscrub and I'm like, see ya, and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sprinting to the bathroom. <laughs> And so I've done this so many times that, like, the scrub techs, they'll, like, corner me and they're like, listen, did you eat? Did you drink? Did you pee? And I'm like, oh, I think so. And they're like, you need to know. Um, <laughs> and so luckily I have lovely coworkers that help me with my disability. And that is a strategy to use, you know, if someone is up for it and willing. You don't want to, you know, put this on someone else. But if people are willing to help you and want to help you, that is a very good strategy to have people give you those reminders. Because often we just truly forget we have poor interoception, which is your ability to feel your body's needs. So feeling that you're hungry, feeling that you're thirsty, feeling that you have to go to the bathroom. Because we have reduced interoception, it's like our body doesn't feel, we're not getting these alerts that we have to do these things until they're an absolute emergency. Like, I don't feel hungry until I'm absolutely starving. And by that point, I'm just like a hangry monster and way too hungry to even figure out what to eat, which makes the problem even worse. Ooh. It's a vicious cycle. That happens a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. It's good to have snacks. Yeah. Keeping... One time I knew my boyfriend was coming over and I was like, ooh, I can feel the hangry coming on. But we were supposed to go out to eat and I was like, oh, I'll have like, I had like a, a pre-dinner just to have make a sure. Just to make sure I wasn't too much of a grumpy bear. You know, <laughs> we were supposed to have a fun night and I knew I was just going to be a monster. So that's another good strategy. strategy. Yeah. Just eat more. It's okay. Yes. Eat more. Eat more. Have snacks. And you can always set remind, like I set reminders for myself during the day of when to eat because I know I don't feel hungry, but I know I am hungry. Like I'll start to feel brain fog. I'll start mm. to feel crankier. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? And then I realize I haven't eaten in like five hours. Like, oh, that's why. <laughs> I feel so terrible. I don't know why. Yeah. So you I... haven't drank water in three days. <laughs> yes, you're on the verge of death. Yeah. ADHD procrastination and difficulty initiating and completing tasks happens for a complex smorgish a smorgasbord. A smorg. A smorg. Gashboard. <laughs> I didn't know that was like how you, I guess I've never, that's a new word I've never seen written out before. It's I like typed a, it out and somehow I got it right. I don't <sighs> think I've ever written that word. I'm like, huh, I learned it's a new word. Just for our listeners, get a pen, write this down. <laughs> word of the day. Word of the day is smorgasbord. And, and it's because I've only heard it with my ears. I've never seen it with my eyes. Um, <laughs> S-M-O-R-G-A-S-B-O-R-D. Smorgasbord. Really emphasize that shh sound. It's a silent shh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't know. Where are we? (laughs) Initiating tasks. All right. right, Let's initiate this task. Okay. Initiating tasks are hard uh, for a complex smorgasbord of reasons. Uh, There's low dopamine, like we said. Dopamine, the type of neurotransmitter that our bodies make, uh, your nervous system uses it to send messages between nerve cells. And that's why sometimes it's called a chemical messenger. Other neurotransmitters include serotonin. Uh, That's a big one in depression and anxiety. But Mm. we'll talk about that later or just not. Um, (laughs) dopamine plays a role in how we feel pleasure it's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan it helps us strive focus and find interesting things it's essentially the gas in the car and ADHD brains have significantly lower levels of dopamine than neurotypical brains so if we don't have the dopamine to do something it doesn't matter how urgent or necessary it is or how badly we want to do it it isn't a matter of just trying harder just like you couldn't drive a car without the gas by just trying harder, although we try. I was going to say, trust me, I have tried the many times I have run out of gas because I'm procrastinating I'll getting gas. step on the gas more. Yeah. Magical thinking. <laughs> this is why so many ADHDers often carry, often carry a lot of shame around our potential and our work ethic. Most of us have been called lazy at some point in our lives, usually at many points, which leads us to internalize this idea if we could just work harder at these things and put in more effort we could do what everyone else is doing and that's not the case at all then there's also the problem of time blindness ADHDers don't have a physical sense of time like neurotypicals apparently do which I didn't realize sounds fake but apparently they have this like internal sense of time so for ADHDers we can't like feel time and therefore we are often very bad at keeping track of time organizing time predicting how long things will take and thinking about the future in any real sense it's like adhd brains see time as either now or not now so when we're given a long-term project most of us don't think oh i should get started on this now and slowly work on it in consistent increments over time (laughs) we often think sweet the project isn't due now so i don't need to do it now and i will get to it later when it's urgent yes when we're (laughs) just going to uh, use stress to replace our dopamine Uh, and kind of do it in a panic. I describe this as you could lock me in a room with no clock and it could be minutes or it could be hours and I would not know. Yes, I have no concept of time passing. Sometimes I'll be really proud of myself for doing something like whether it's a a chore or like getting in touch with a friend and I'm like riding that high of doing it for so long and then it just so much time has passed that I now need to do that thing again but I'm still riding that high of I feel like I just did it when really it's been like a month so I'm like still psyched that I vacuumed and now it's been like a really long time and I have to do it again really need to vacuum again or maybe we do think I should get started on this right away so I don't want to wait too long and screw myself over like every other time 
but we still often don't get started right away because it feels like we'll have plenty of time and there's no sense of urgency and then we inevitably screw ourselves over like every other time. Every time I'm like, it's going to be different this time. I'm going to get a head start. Great. I'm so proud of myself for thinking about that. And then (laughs) I'm riding that high of thinking I should get started, but then I don't get started. Right. Or like you do get started and then you get a half done and you're like, I don't need to come back to this for ages. I'm ahead. Yep. I'm ahead of it. And then you're like, oh, it's due in like a day. Yes. With so many things. It's like, even when I do get ahead of something somehow, I'm so psyched that I got ahead of it that I inevitably end up like being behind on it. It's almost like we're waiting for this one magical non-existent day where we'll wake up and suddenly feel like doing all these things, which of course never happens. I have to remind myself that the future is me and still me and I still have to do it in the future, but that doesn't really help much. That's so hard to remember that the future (laughs) me is still me. I'm putting this off for me. I still will have to do it. Yes. We're very like all or nothing with our thinking. So sitting down and working on a long-term project for 15 minutes a day is just not going to happen. I'm going to wait till two days before it's due and get a huge adrenaline rush from the stress and the time crunch, which replaces my non-existent dopamine and gives me the motivation to hyper-focus and work on it for like 12 hours a day to get it done, which apparently it's a maladaptive strategy and it's not healthy, but hey, it gets the job done. Yeah, it does. Even if it's really bad for our brains and bodies, yeah. it technically gets the job done, but it's not ideal. It's not great. But what are you going to do? What do you, yeah. We do have so much more to say on this topic. Like with every topic, we always have more to say. We've already said too much. <laughs> yes. And yet we're going to say more. Yeah. We don't want to bombard everyone with a ton of info. We know that you're mostly here for the kazoos. And the kazoos are coming. So hold yeah. on. Hold, hold on your to horses. your kazoos. Don't worry. The demand for kazoos is insane. We'll get to it. That was actually 90% of our comments were kazoo comments. Yeah. They're like, I thought there would be more kazoos. If anything, you guys need to add more kazoos. Why are you holding out on all the kazoos? I specifically came to this podcast because I thought there were going to be kazoos. Maybe we should record a whole kazoo album. <laughs> Even I don't want to listen to that. (laughs) Um, So we will try to cover a little bit on some of these big ADHD traits at the beginning of each show. We'll try to kind of write in a little. We'll try to keep it shorter. But, I mean, you've seen how this goes. So it'll be as long as it'll be. You know, that's the thing. So like we said, there's some great resources in the show notes of episode one if you want to do some of your own learning, which I do highly recommend if you're questioning any of this in yourself. It can be pretty difficult to determine the differences between ADHD and neurotypicals, especially when you're just starting to learn about it. And because of this, we are planning some Ask a Neurotypical episodes in the near future to help us identify the similarities and differences, because there are some similarities and they do overlap, but there are also some very big differences. It was pretty difficult for me to recognize and believe that I truly do have an ADHD brain because I was so convinced that everyone's brains just work this way. Until I had a conversation with my friend Kylie, and I was describing how, for me, one thought always leads to an explosion of other thoughts. They don't logically seem connected, but make sense in my brain. It's like one big spiderweb explosion that's constantly growing and changing, and it's really difficult to grab onto one just one thought and stick with it. And then also, underneath that, there's this constant stream of music playing in my head at all times, just like kind of in the background of everything, from the moment I wake up to the moment I fall asleep. (laughs) Sometimes it's just one word or phrase on a loop playing without my awareness or consent. I hate that. Yep. So it's almost like my brain is picking up signals from a radio station that no one wants to listen to. (laughs) And Kylie looked at me horrified and said, that is not how my brain works at all. (laughs) Like, I really thought we were just having the shared experience. Everybody has that weird, like, soundtrack in the background on repeat. Yeah, like, you know when you wake up in the morning and there's already a song going in your head and you're not even really aware of it? Apparently that doesn't happen to everyone, so... You know, what I've learned is a lot of people don't like when you sing them that song on repeat to them over and over throughout the day. Yeah, they do find it annoying, but it's like you can't Secret help yourself. Tunnel. Secret tunnel. <laughs> I sang that to Grace on a hike and she hated me for it. We sang it for about four hours straight, yeah. but just one line over just one and over line. and over. I only and know over. that one song, that one line in that one song. Yes. Anyway, continue. Sorry, <laughs> I keep interrupting you. So having these conversations with Kylie was really one of the most helpful things for me for figuring out this out about myself. When you have undiagnosed ADHD, you've internalized this idea that everyone has the same brains and that you're just worse at using yours than everyone else. And if you just put in more effort and weren't so lazy, you could do it too. So finding out that no, not everyone's brains work this way, that was really a huge relief. 
ADHD is also genetic. It's as inheritable as height. So chances are if you have it, at least one person in your family also has it, if not more. And growing up with an ADHD parent and siblings who don't know that they have ADHD is going to make it seem like that's just how humans are when in reality, you're all just neurodivergent and none of you is a good example of how neurotypicals function. We're also drawn to other neurodivergent people because of how differently we do things and how our social skills often present. For example, most neurotypicals hate overlapping speech and think it's rude, but in my opinion, it's the best way to have a conversation. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I am repeatedly interrupting everybody. Yeah, but I like that. I like when people are kind of adding on and kind of getting excited about what you're saying and they are so excited that they can't wait to share and you're kind of just like all overlapping each other. Someone sitting quietly and patiently listening to me speak while keeping intense eye contact immediately causes me to panic and start Sounds babbling. Sounds like the worst date I've ever had. Oh, <laughs> terrible. And I will say every thought I have ever had, it just really stresses me out. I need someone to cut me off, and that person is rarely going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> so because we're often drawn to each other, it also adds to this idea that this is just how everyone functions. But that's only because, once again, you have surrounded yourself with other neurodivergent people have similar characteristics as you, so of course it's going to seem that way. We can obviously still have neurotypical friends and family members, and we do, but that's only because they're cool neurotypicals who find our weirdness charming. Most neurotypicals dislike us. <laughs> Not all neurotypicals. <laughs> but a good handful of them don't understand us. Um, so if you're friends with us or you're enjoying this podcast, it doesn't automatically mean you also have ADHD. After all, someone in the friend group has to organize the events and change the seasonal pillowcases. Here's looking at you, Steph. <laughs> And if you're neurotypical, we also want to hear from you because we're curious about how you get things done. So write to us and you may be able to answer some of our questions for our future segment, Ask a Neurotypical. Yes. We want to know how you just decide to do something and then you just like do it. What? What? Huh? Curious. You don't have like an existential crisis about it? Every single thing you have to do (laughs) all the time forever. Even things you want to do. We will also get into executive dysfunction more in a future episode. I always forget that most people don't know what executive function is, and I've gotten a few questions about it. It's basically how you organize and initiate everything. But it's such an important topic and one of the primary characteristics of ADHD that impacts us the most, and we do want to cover it more thoroughly. So we will get into that soon on a future episode. But for now, let's get into those segments. Segments! For our first segment, we are going to start with a little ADHD accomplishments. Little accomplishments, but big in our hearts. So, like we said in episode one, if you good listen, one. that was a good one. I'm good proud one. of that one. Yeah, we're getting good, getting better. Like we said in our first episode, if you listen to us, we want to start off each episode by celebrating our accomplishments for the week because someone has to. So, someone has to. Yeah, it's just gonna be us yeah no one else will so we'll celebrate each other no one will we'll celebrate you too if you want to tell us your little tell us your accomplishments little ADHD i want to know about these things yeah did you do some laundry this week you know did you read an email oh oh did you mail out a gift Ooh. wow that is <laughs> going to the post office Ugh. i have had <laughs> i have had the task of buying two different people a gift on my to-do list for literally <laughs> over a year. I, I'm not even joking. My mom made a coworker of mine from my old job in Washington State a baby quilt, and it's been sitting in my bedroom for a year. Oh, Jesse, it's not even a baby anymore. It's it's like a full. It's like three. No, it'll be like a going to college quilt. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the cutest thing because he's really into hunting. So there's all these like deer and like you know hunting that like hunting check pattern and it's really adorable so jesse if you're listening my mom made you a baby quilt and it's really pretty and i'm sorry oh and abby i bought you a baby gift i bought you the cutest little onesie literally last year for your baby who is very much born um i know we've talked about this before but her baby it's adorable the cutest cutest goofiest baby i've ever seen it's everything i wanted from abby's baby the funniest faces (laughs) 
Babies should be funny. Babies should be funnier, baby. <laughs> entertain us. We have to care for, not you me. Know, I don't have to care yeah, for you, but someone has to care for you. So why yeah. not entertain us? Um, That's my stance on babies. Do you want to talk about your little accomplishment? I do. So for this week, well, actually today, I both emptied and loaded the dishwasher this morning, even though my body is super sore from going golf. <laughs> uh, Golfing? Going- <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you nope. a dad? Not golfing, disc golfing. Whoa, AKA wait a minute. Frisbee golfing, aka frolfing. Um, is that a new hobby? It might be. I went for the first time yesterday. I had a blast. I, I think you can count it. All right. Add it on my list. Frolfing. Frol- I don't I don't think they like when you call it that. Because <laughs> it sounds stupid. <laughs> Guys, I've if been- you're a frolfer, tell us if you like the term frolfer. <laughs> or disc golf. What is the PC version of frolfing? <laughs> We want to be politically yeah, correct, I, especially now with this topic. I want to be sensitive to your needs, flowers, flowers. <laughs> yep. So that's my accomplishment: is that I did the dishwasher. Nice. I'm proud of you. Thank you. What about you? Um, little tiny backstory. I know I talk a lot. Little backstory: we had an incident over the weekend where my cat had clogged and infected anal glands, which is a thing that cats can get. Not common, but my cat had that. So we had a little bit of. Um, some toileting issues, and I won't discuss it any further. Thank you. But she's better now, by the way. We went to the vet. Um, I have to give her Miralax every day, and we got to go back to unclog them because uh, we couldn't clog them at the, unclog them at the time. I don't know what that consists of, and I don't want to. All right, but, next. Move on. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so I put my hyperfocus to good use because we had some toileting issues. So I like deep cleaned my carpet in my apartment, which I've been meaning to do anyway. Mm. Um, I use like... Three different types of urine removers, baking soda, and then I vacuumed everywhere. And then I borrowed my parents. They have like this big, like deep Bissell carpet cleaner. And I just like went to Hamtown and now I've got a beautiful little clean carpet. I mean, it's still like that gross color brown because it's an apartment, but like I feel better about it. Good. Nice. Yeah. I even had uh, Teresa, my mom, come over for a little sniff test because if anybody's going to p- point out that. You know, Your failures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anybody's gonna point out my failures, she will. So, and Thanks. she said, "No Oda," is what she said. <laughs> oh, you told her. I told. I go. Do you smell anything? She goes, "I don't smell anything. No Oda." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you, ma." All right. Pass the ma test. Yeah, that's uh, the most important. Well, good job. Yeah, thanks. That's a big task. Thanks. You know what? It was a big task. Uh, did I do anything else that weekend? No, but I'm proud of myself. You did that one. And did that's that what one matters. Okay. All right. On to our next segment. Uh, I'm so quirky. I'm so quirky. You're so quirky. You're so quirky. Some people call me spacey. Some people call me fun. But I'm just quirky. <laughs> All right. So as you heard, this is I'm so quirky. Oh, my God. I got to practice. <laughs> I've never been worse at something. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, how good can you really be um, on the kazoo? This is, people are going to write in being like, please, no more kazoos. <laughs> I can't handle you it. Can't. Wait, should we add kazoo to your hobbies? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you have to be like, you don't have to be good at it, but like, you can't be awful. <laughs> I mean, you can. You can I guess be awful so. at a hobby and still do it. Um, you know what? Add it to the books. All it's right. a new hobby. All right. We need, like, a bell every time we get a new hobby. Uh, This is how we get into hand-belling. Or we could do, like, one of those workplace boards where it's, like, it's been zero days since we started a new hobby. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. (laughs) Okay, so So, this segment kind of pokes fun at how ADHD is often thought of as a stereotypical set of quirky and silly character traits, uh, but everyone wants to ignore the more challenging aspects that can actually be pretty detrimental. People always seem to want to see the negative symptoms of ADHD as personal choices we're making because we're lazy and unorganized, but that is just not true. I know it's so weird how they'll chalk certain things up to our ADHD, but other things it's like, no, I think you're just a bad person you're who just doesn't want to be on time because you hate me and you're not trying. Right. Be better has nothing to do with the lack of dopamine. Or time blindness. Oh my God, time blindness. The it's worst. Not, being late is not a moral failing. I need like that like tattooed on my forehead because that's like It'd be a really bad place to have it because you couldn't see it. I'd be backwards in every mirror. I do it backwards, like on my forehead. Oh. Yeah. Like the ambulance signs <laughs> when you look in the mirror. Right? It's inspirational when you look in the mirror. <laughs> All right, Kristen, tell us about your uh I'm so quirkies. Well, 
I like to listen to funk and disco while I clean. That's very like upbeat and peppy. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. Okay. Um, I grind my own beans to make cold brew. Uh, super hipster. You are. And I waited too long to get a signature. I literally just needed one signature for from my attending to renew my medical license, and then I almost had it revoked. And then I couldn't sleep for three nights after because I was so panicked. Even though I already did the thing, it was totally fine. But anyway. I'm so quirky. You're so quirky. Oh my so god! Quirky. Almost losing your medical license. Oh my That's god! So quirky, <laughs> so quirky because I needed a fucking signature. <laughs> so silly. So silly. All right, for my I'm so quirky. Let's hear them. I like to collect animal bones and turn them into art. Yes, I you do. had a bowl cut for way too long as a child. You know what? I personally think not long enough. <laughs> Bring back the bowl cuts. Bring back the bowl cuts. Bring back That's the a... bowl cuts. Say it with me. Bring back the bowl cuts. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but I think we should seriously consider it for our uh, band Synchronized Night Boat. That would be a great song. Ooh. Okay, here's a question. Why are mullets coming back but not bowl cuts? <laughs> really, if we're going 2000s and bringing back that style, yeah, that where was are like the, the bowl cut? That was the ultimate 90s haircut was the bowl cut. I agree. And, you know, it seems like whenever I thought of mullets in the past, I was like, there's no way that style would ever come back. Right. It's atrocious. Right. But now it's like super fashionable. I actually I still been, think it's atrocious. Sorry. I've been trying to convince my boyfriend for the past like month and a half to get a mullet. I'm so close. Go for a bowl cut. Well, we actually influence a hairstyle. Why not get ahead of the trend? Ooh. And get a bowl cut. I got a bowl cut before it was cool. <laughs> I mean, I never thought mullets would come back, and they did. So. Right. Or fanny packs. Yeah. Or I, mom jeans. I rock a fanny pack, so why not just throw bowl cuts into the mix? <laughs> um, and then for my last I'm So Quirky, um, like I said in my intro, the first year I applied to grad school, I got every single application in late. I paid a bunch of money. That's like $40 per oh, application. I hate that. Probably applied to... I don't know, at least six schools. So Jeez. you do the math on that. Um, every single one was late, missed all the deadlines, and I had to wait another year to go to grad school. Nice. I'm so quirky. You're so quirky. <laughs> that's so that's s- just so typical. She's so quirky. That's so silly so of me. Silly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but actually, it ended up working out well. So Yeah, you got into a great grad program. And look at you now. Look at me now. Look at you now. Not using my master's degree that I went to school for. Hey, you know what? We're all on a journey. Journey through time. That was a fun transition, guys. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. All right. Yeah. Next, we have hobby collectors. These are the collectors, and these are their hobbies. I'm not going to lie. I think I sung a completely different song yeah, than intended. It sounded really different. It was less 70s cop and more we're at a hoedown. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. It took some artistic liberties with that one. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't I'll do ha- better. You know what? If we wanted it to be the same every time, we would have recorded these intros and done it perfectly, but we are not doing that clearly. <laughs> so <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> On the fly. Not really our style to uh, prepare. Or- yeah. Preparation... No. We're more of in the moment people. All right. So hobby collectors, here's a segment about all the hobbies and activities we have started and may or may not have completed to get that sweet, sweet rush of dopamine. We will be discussing a tad of hobby history, what materials you actually need, some tips to get started, and a consensus on whether this is a good hobby for ADHDers. Which is important. Yes. Our motto when it comes to hobbies is they're here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. We kind of discussed this in episode one, um, but one of my big hobbies is bonsais or bonsais. It's called bonsai, but I, you know, I'm from New England. I'd say bonsai. 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 I like it. Yeah. And little disclaimer, I am not an expert. I am not even good. I just, I enjoy it. Um, It's like very painstaking and micromanaging. And for some reason. Sounds it awesome. <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> But there are a lot of really good resources on YouTube. There's a lot of good books. If you really want to get you, sh- if you want to do like good legit research, uh, research, um, I am not a good source. But I'm going to tell you all about it anyway. And because bonsai has this like it's a huge history, we just going to do a quick 
little backstory on bonsai. Um, it's an ancient Japanese art form, and we just need to take a moment to appreciate the history of this tradition. Um, it originated in China, actually, in 700 AD from a slightly different art form called pensai, which is the art form of making like little mini landscapes in a pot. Um, and, and then about like 700, 800 years ago, the Japanese took that and made it their own. And then like, we're like specifically trees. We want little trees in little pots and that's what they did. Um, and you know, they were kind of used as like status symbols for like merchants and the the elite. I actually read somewhere that they thought like maybe herbs were like carried around this way, but we won't get into it. Um, but yeah, status symbol. Although now you can get like a ficus that looks like it has like a fat ass at Lowe's for like 20 bucks. <laughs> um, but I started bonsai about three or four years ago when I moved out west and I went and visited like the Portland Botanical Gardens, which I highly recommend to everybody. Um, it's beautiful. And they also have this really, among other things, they have this like huge collection of bonsais and some of them are like 150 years old. Um and then, so I like, saw these, I was like, this is super cool. And then, you know, fast forward, like, a couple weeks later, I went to my local nursery, and they had little bonsais. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I could be this person. I could be a bonsai person. And so I bought a bunch, and then I killed a bunch. And uh, some of them survived. Um, but when I moved back east, I had to relocate all my plants, um, which was tough for me emotionally. Um, and I just uh, actually recently connected with the person who I gave all my bonsais to. And update, they're all dead. <laughs> well, we don't know if that's your fault or not. Yeah, I don't think it is, but it, it like killed me a little bit. Um, so currently I have, I would call it nine and a half bonsais. What is a half of a bonsai? It is a tree that is pretty much on death's door. <laughs> it's halfway dead well, i have a lot of half plants yeah <laughs> <laughs> you almost have enough to make a hole almost um and i like bonsai because it teaches you um you know appreciation for beauty but mostly patience which is something i really lack um it, some of these trees take like years to see actual results before they look like a stick in a pot um but it is rewarding at least for me um, materials you're gonna need to get started. Um, you're gonna need a tree. Um, you can get a lot at your a lot of local nurseries can uh, help you out with this. Okay, um, this is what I didn't understand until yeah. you kind of explained this to me. Mm -hmm. That there isn't like one specific type of tree that is a bonsai. Yeah, right? no, no, no. You take you take any. You can literally make a bonsai out of anything. I have a couple succulents that I'm making into bonsais. One's hmm. called a jade. You have a jade. Um, it's dying. No, I watered it the other day. We're going to help it. We're going to help you. Maybe. Um, it, yeah, you can take any tree. The whole point of it is to make, maybe I didn't explain this enough. The whole point is to take a little tree or a regular size tree and prune it meticulously over several years to make it look proportionally like a big regular size tree from far away. Okay. So that makes sense? Yeah, so it makes more sense. So m some trees are better suited for bonsais, mostly trees that have, like, smaller leaves, because mm. proportionally, like, if you get, like, an avocado tree. An or, avocado. Like, <laughs> like, those have, like, really big, giant leaves, and they're not really the best for bonsai. But you know what? I'm not a purist. Um, I say if it makes you happy, it makes you happy. But, yeah, you can get... A lot of local nurseries have like a little bonsai section. Shout out to Longfellows in Augusta. They have a really great section. They have a lot of good pots and Skillings also has a good selection. Um, but also you can go to like Lowe's and Home Depot and find like a ficus, which is like the number one to grow inside. Um, but if you have any outdoor space, this is more of a hobby for like outside, although I have no outdoor space, so we're struggling. But um I also suggest like buying like maybe a small shrubbery, a shrubbery with small leaves. Boxwoods are really cheap and you can just like kind of chip, chop, chip, prune it into a little tree. Um, another thing you're going to need is scissors. Honestly, for a long time, I used kitchen shears and uh, that was enough. You don't need anything fancy, just get some scissors. Um, and then if you like it, maybe invest in more things. Um, you do need a tiny pot, but some people use like mesh colanders. You want a lot of drainage. That's the big issue. A lot of drainage, a lot of watering, and you need the sun, which is great because we have a sun. 
Um, but most plants need a lot of sun. And if they're outdoor plants, they need a lot of outdoor sun. If they're indoor plants, put them in a bright sunny window. Like maybe not great for like an indoor office mm. with no windows. Um, quick tip. We kind of a little bit discussed this. Figure out if you're growing outdoor trees or indoor trees and then buy said appropriate tree. Don't grow outdoor trees indoors and don't grow indoor trees outdoors. It's just not going to work out. They have different light and water requirements. Um, and then another big tip that I actually just like found out recently is you have to prune and repot your tree based on the seasons. Um, basically, you don't want to prune and repot while they're like in dormancy aka the winter uh because you'll just kill your tree and i feel like every time i've killed a tree it's because i've done that one thing and i just found out about it um that's a good helpful tip yeah i think the potential for burnout is high especially i think the number one tip to get rid of burnout is uh don't buy too many trees start with like a couple like at first i was like oh you should buy all the trees and then you'll just be doing things all the time but I feel like if you're doing things all the time, it's a lot to keep up with, and then you're going to end up with dead plants. Um, don't get too many trees, and get easy trees. Don't get something that's, like, super hard to take care of. Don't be me. What uh, would be a good easy tree, do you think? A ficus. All right. Literally just go to Lowe's. They're labeled bonsai trees. They're not labeled ficuses. Or you can get, like, a boxwood shrubbery. That's what I would say. You can get junipers anywhere, but those ones require a lot of light. And they have to be grown outdoors. So I know they sell junipers at the grocery store as like indoor plants, but they're not. And I've killed three junipers because I tried to grow them indoors. Don't be me. And then lastly, is this a good ADHD hobby? And at first I was like, oh my gosh, of course, yeah. And then I thought about it and then I was like, ooh, no, it's not. It really isn't. It really is like maybe one of the worst. Um, It's a lot of work without a lot of um satisfaction i guess i think uh, when i first said yes it's a great adhd hobby i just wanted other people to be into my hobby (laughs) (laughs) i just need friends (laughs) but basically i was thinking at first oh you just you know during like repotting and pruning season you just need to hyper focus like once or twice a year and put it on a back burner but that's not really it you like constantly have to like water your trees you have to look at your trees you have to make sure they don't have pests you have to make sure your fertilizer is correct there's like a lot of little steps that you have to constantly keep tweaking all the time and I think that's just like you're going to end up killing a lot of trees in general but like it's just going to be it's just a lot of tweaking things and then the satisfaction you're like oh I have like another leaf on my plant great the leaf is like a half an inch big you know it's not that doesn't sound sustainable or dopamine inducing yeah yeah it's not it's I think I don't know I guess I I like the constant frustration (laughs) so I feel like you really need to care about it I really care about my trees and did I die when one of them cried yeah did I cry when one (laughs) of them cried I cried a little bit when my willow died because my mint plant gave it spider mites like any old STD, basically. And I did every... It was like my favorite, favorite tree. It was so cute. And it was one of my more expensive ones. And it just like slowly died over time. And it was just like heart-wrenching. But anyway, I love this hobby, even though it sounds like I don't. But it's a hard one to start and it's even harder to maintain you're gonna so have hard at every step yeah it's <laughs> it's difficult but if you like meticulous tweaking and little steps in editing this might be a good hobby for you please someone take up bonsai because Kristen needs a bonsai friend. <laughs> i need a buddy bonsai buddies <laughs> i will not be that buddy. um well so here's the thing is i'm on all, all these like bonsai facebook groups and it's literally all old white men and i go on the youtube's and it's all old white men trying to tell me what to do. No, Don't tell us what right? to do, old white so, men. So if you want to take up bonsai and you're not an old white man, please hit me up. Unless you're exceptionally interesting. How about that? Yes. Which you obviously are if you're listening to this podcast. If you're Nigel Saunders from the Bonsai Zone from Ontario, Canada, basically the Bob Ross of bonsais, mm. highly recommend on YouTube, um, you can hit me up. That's the only old white man I want to talk to. All right. That's our limit. It's our limit. I only got a one person limit. So yeah, uh, hit me up if you want to try this or you got any other questions. 
Um, I'm happy to chat about it. But yeah, probably a bad way to start our hobby collector <laughs> with one that you shouldn't do. You just shouldn't do. <laughs> well, but some people might want to. Some people might want to. Never know. It's it's a good, it's definitely interesting. Next episode, we'll try to do some easy ones that are good for ADHD. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have started this one. <laughs> you know what? We're already Oops. here. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty good one. My trees are cute. I'll post them on the uh, socials. Perfect. Okay. Wait, what's our song for our tentative segments? Oh, we just have the record script sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll yeah. be like... Yeah. Welcome to Alternative Segments, where we have a grab bag of segments. We have too many segments to do consistently, so here we are doing some inconsistently. This week's alternative segment is Sorry Not Sorry. We will be saying one person who we should probably apologize to for our ADHD behaviors of the past. And one person who we specifically do not apologize to for our behaviors because you deserved it. You know who you are. All right, Kristen. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. So, sorry. Recently, I gave my, like, 15-year-old neighbor a dying and diseased plant without telling him that was dying and diseased. But he was just so happy to have it as I was throwing it in the trash that I didn't have the heart to tell him that it was, like, going to die in two days. No, I'm sorry. It's a life lesson. It'll build yeah. character. Uh, to the resident at my hospital who keeps asking me out and I say no every time, not sorry. You heard the lady. Yeah. Grace? All right. Uh, for mine, I want to say I'm sorry to Mr. Karen, my JV softball coach and my history teacher in high school. Oh, Mr. Karen. I was a little bit of a shit. What? And I'm sorry. I had a little bit of an attitude problem, <laughs> believe it or not. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Especially in softball. You're so quirky. I'm so quirky. I have a long history of not getting along with coaches. <laughs> so, Mr. Karen is my I'm sorry, and for my um, I'm definitely not sorry, um, to the man at Five Guys whose burger I licked, I am not sorry. I stand by that decision. I don't know the backstory on this, but I 100% stand with your position on this. Thank you. You don't even need to know it to know that I was in the right. Yeah. I was in the wrong. Okay. Right. Perfect. And that has been Alternative Segments. Alternative Segments. All right, are we ready for a pizza secret? Pizza secrets. Tell me your secrets. Pizza secrets. All right, like we said in episode one, uh, pizza secrets are just kind of, I don't know, silly, fun, little, harmless secrets, um, or maybe shitty little things we've done in the past that uh, we talk about as we eat pizza. And just know that even though you can't like hear us like actively munching, just know that pizza is being eating. We're munching. We're munching. You're just not hearing it because that would be rude. That's rude. Unless you want to hear it, but you don't. Save that for the OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> and by that we mean Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we will not be doing an OnlyFans. No. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't get that memo. Wrong platform. I will burn all those pictures. <laughs> if you want to hear our mouth sounds, though, <laughs> on Patreon. It's actually a song called... Let me hear your mouth sounds. I thought it was, can you hear my mouth <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm already messing it up. <laughs> um, but for pizza secrets, let's see. For my pizza secret, in eighth grade, our Spanish class went on a class trip to Canada for some reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, classic Spanish-speaking country of Canada. Yeah. It's really like the number one Spanish-speaking country in the world. Yep. No, we went with the French class because we needed to go on a class trip and could only afford to go to one country. So I guess the French kids got to have like a nice experience and we just went to Canada. And there was only like Canada. three French kids, I remember. Yeah. Although I did not go on this trip. So on this Spanish class trip to Canada, I I don't know. I must have been, I don't know, 13. I don't know how old you have to be to get your ears pierced without an adult in Canada, but apparently it's 13. There's no rules in Canada. Seriously. No rules. So I decided I would get my ears pierced on this class trip and not tell my teachers and not tell my parents. Um, so I got my ears pierced and then I called my mom and asked if I could get my ears pierced after I had already done it. And she said no. <laughs> so I was fucked. <laughs> so wait, did they just like let you like roam free, like no supervision? Yeah, I think I was maybe with Haley and one other person. And we just, I guess, walked around Quebec. No adults. Nope. Okay. I don't know where they were. But they, they were just there. like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they they definitely won't get anything pierced. Yeah, or like tattoos or kidnapped. They don't even speak the language. Yeah, what's the age requirement for getting tattoos in Canada? It's Canadians, wild up there. Let us know. Are you just tattooing children? If I'd wanted to get a tattoo, Ooh. could I have gotten a tattoo on the Spanish class trip in Canada? <laughs> 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 so uh, that's my little pizza secret. 
It's a good one. It's a good one. All right. What's your pizza secret? My pizza secret is that um, sometimes I get really bored at work. It's not that I have a boring job. I just, I need that dope. I need that dopamine. <laughs> Gotta get that dope. Um, so I bought a, a sp- spontaneous impulse. I bought a bunch of tiny little dinosaurs. And, As one does. Yeah. And then I hid them all throughout my coworker's desk and like in his drawers buried under papers. I stuffed one in his seat. I put them like underneath his keyboard. I, I put them in his, his little plant. I put one in his plant. And he keeps like randomly finding them. And I just I just laugh to myself because no one. <laughs> so here's the thing. I thought it was going to be like a big deal. Like, oh, he's going to be super mad and like figure out like who hid these tiny little dinosaurs in my desk and in my drawers and like in my personal space. Was it a violation of privacy a little bit? There's no comment. He's just like, oh, another dinosaur. Like, would you not be would you, would you not be like a little bit curious about where these dinosaurs came from. I would definitely be curious and confused. Yeah. And he hasn't, like, I don't know if he's talking to other people about it, and he's like, maybe I just won't bring this up with Kristen, but there's been no mention. Maybe he thinks he's losing it, and he's the only one who sees little dinosaurs, and he's embarrassed. The other day he found one, and I go, oh, you got a little friend there. He goes, yeah, I found it in my desk. Like, as if he put, I'm like, I put it, I like, I haven't told him that I put it there, but like, I put it there. Like, does would, he have ADHD? Does he? No, would he have forgotten he just, that he like, left a little dinosaur? I just like don't get it. I thought it was gonna be like a funny prank. Like, oh, she put all these di- like I'm gonna slowly find all these dinosaurs. I was like very excited for this prank, and it's like been like the biggest letdown. Um, <laughs> and like I can't even talk to him about it because then it's like it's a little embarrassing for me. So much buildup for like nothing. Um. <laughs> It's been no satisfaction. It's just, I was just really hoping he would at least ask me, like, do you know who's putting tiny dinosaurs in my desk? And I'd be like, no. And then it would be like a thing. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It was me. <laughs> what I think happened is he's like, oh, Kristen must have put this here. She- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even worth mentioning. Not Obviously, even worth, Don't encourage this. her. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's probably it. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm so disappointed. Because I like hid these in October of 2020, so it's been months. He hasn't found them all. There's 12. He's found like three, so he's got it's quite a, a long ways to running go. inside joke with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> he no hasn't even taken the one out of the plant. We all like know because I water his plant because he doesn't know when to water it, and it's just in there. And he like hasn't removed it. It's just there. I j- I don't know. All right, and that's been pizza secrets. Pizza secrets. <laughs> pizza secrets. Pizza secrets. So if you have a really good pizza secret that you want us to share on air. I would love to hear your pizza mm, secrets. Yes. You can email us at weirdsofafeather at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Instagram or TikTok, I think. Although, does TikTok let you send private messages if you aren't following the Ooh, person? I don't know. You know what? I am not as up with the TikToks as I should be. For the amount of time I spend on TikToks, I have no idea how to use it. I feel like that's a story of my life. <laughs> I spend so much time doing things, but I don't take the time to actually learn right. properly the ins and outs of it, how to do right. it. Just kind of like, oh, that's a fun, pretty thing. That would be nice to know how to do someday. But yeah, hit us up on uh, the Instagram at Weirds of Feather or on TikTok at Weirds of Feather. Yeah, um, we'd love to hear your pizza secrets and have you kind of just join along with us. Join yeah. our flock. Join our flock. Okay, bye. Bye. Bird <laughs> 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 makes me nervous. Yeah, he's not well. <laughs> <laughs>